and um, as we go. But today, as I've decided, one thing is needed, and uh, we're going to look at that. Uh, Paul wrote this in Philippians 3. He said uh, in verse 13 and 14, he said, Dear brothers and sisters, I've not yet achieved it, but I focus on one thing. One of the things that's crazy with that, Paul's sitting in prison. He's waiting to be executed, and, and, and he's saying, I'm not where God wants me to be. And so I need to focus on this. I need to focus here. And, and so even Apostle Paul is, is going, you know, I'm not where I need to be. And, and if Paul's not, I know I'm not, all right? Somebody say amen. And, uh, and he said, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the end of the race to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling. And, uh, and, and so Paul's, you know, he's, he's saying, look, I'm not where I want to be, uh, but this one thing I'm going to do. He said, I'm leaving this behind. What did Paul leave behind? He was a, a Pharisee, probably wealthy at one point. Uh, he could make tents. He had a skill, so he could be bivocational. He was an educated Jew. David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel, said Paul was the biggest threat to modern-day Judaism because he was an educated Jew. But Paul also knew he was a great sinner because he persecuted the church. He persecuted Christians. He had them thrown in prison, had them killed. And he said, I leave all of that behind, and I'm pressing on to what God uh, is calling me to do. And that's what we want to do during this 21 days of prayer. We want to press forward towards what God wants in each one of our lives. So we're going to talk about during this series four decisions that we can make and, and uh, to go along with whatever resolutions that you like to make. How many people besides me make New Year's resolutions? Anybody? How many people besides me make the same ones every year? I mean, you know, I'm still chasing 20 pounds. It, it'll go during the year and come back around the holidays. I don't know what it is. But I was looking at some different resolutions and... and uh, and so somebody one time said a New Year's resolution that go, is something that goes in one year and out the other. All right, y'all y'all need to y'all loosen up a little bit, you know. Uh, somebody said, I'm going to stop wasting my time reliving the past. Instead, I'll spend it worrying about the future. That's a few of y'all. Uh, another one is, I'm going to start fewer, fewer social media fights. Some people need to think about that one. And another is, I'm going to check facts before posting. Anybody ever posted something and realized it was totally crazy? And then uh, they jumped ahead of me, but the picture you see on the screen, and uh, guys, don't get ahead of me, is this dog, and he's, he's got on there, I'm going to bark less, wag more, and chase cats less. And, uh, and he said, well, maybe I should be realistic. Anybody make unrealistic expectations? I mean, we all do, don't we? I want to encourage you today that whatever happened yesterday, in your life, or whatever didn't happen, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, that you wanted to happen, whatever mistakes you've made, whatever goals that you set last year that you didn't even come close to, to achieving, I want to let you know we serve a God of a second chance. Everybody say second chance. God is a God of a second chance. If, if life was a golf game, if life was a golf game, it would, it would be that uh, you'd be like when I play golf. I hit the ball, it goes 100 yards straight out, beautiful. And then it turns, and it goes 200 yards over into a lake. The ducks sit out in the middle of the lake where most people don't hit them, but I hit the ducks out in the middle of the lake. And God would just be the one that drops a ball on the, on the side of the fairway and said, Mulligan, Mulligan. Okay, Robert, you hit it in the water again. Mulligan, 
Mulligan. Or if it was a basketball game, God would be the one catching the rebound when I miss a shot and passing me the ball back. Take another shot, Robert. See, God is a God of second chances. And, and it's important because I think sometimes we get, get into our adult life and certain parts of our careers and our lives, we get to a point where what we wanted to happen hadn't happened and we get discouraged. We tend to give up on our dreams. And listen, I want to tell you that no matter what's going on around you, no matter what's going on in the news, no matter what's going on with COVID or isn't going on with COVID or jobs or isn't going on, 2022 can be the best year of your life. It can. And here's what we need to do. Now remember this passage from last week, Isaiah 43. Verse 18, he says, forget all this. It's nothing compared to what I'm fixing to do. Now, Isaiah had just spent 18 verses going through awesome stuff. He said, first of all, Israel, I created you. I made you my nation. And then, then he's talking about how he's, he's uh, come through for him. You're mine. I'll never abandon you. He said, you'll walk through water and not drown when the rivers rise. You'll go through fire and you'll not be burned up. All these promises, these things that he's, that he's told them, and then he says this, forget all that stuff. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. I, I mean, he brought them out of slavery. He's done all kinds of miracles. He's done things in your lives. But he's telling you today, forget all that. Forget the bad and the good in 2021. And uh, even maybe 2020. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. He said, see, I've already begun. Don't you see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in dry wastelands. And listen, he's saying, I'm, I want to do something new. He wants to do something new in your life. That's what he created you for. He's created you for this moment in time. He wants to do something new. And he's, he's saying, look, I'm already starting. I'm already starting. You may not see it. He said, I'm going to give you uh, rivers of provision in your life. I'm going to provide direction. He said, I'm going to provide pathways in the wilderness. Some of y'all are looking at decisions. You don't know what decisions to make and, and which way to go. And he said, I'm going to provide that pathway. I'm going to provide rivers. I'm going to be your provider. And he's saying, I'm going to do something new in your life. And he said, it's already begun. And see, too many people don't see that. And this morning, I want you to know that God wants to do something special in your life in 2022. And I believe he wants it to begin today. So we're going we're gonna to talk about some decisions. See, we are where we are because of decisions. We like to blame. We like to blame our mama, our daddy, our grandparents for where we are. But we are where we are because of the decisions we make. Because of the decisions we make. Uh, you know, our kids are where they are because of the decisions they make. And, uh, and we've got to understand that. How, how many of you besides me have ever made bad decisions? I mean, I've made bad decisions and good decisions. The best decision I ever made was uh, accepting Jesus. Uh, when a guy named John Elder confronted me with that. The second best decision I made was marrying Pastor Kathy. It took me a while to talk her into it. But, uh, you know, that was an awesome decision. And, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but we've, we've all made bad decisions. Maybe you made a bad decision about a job or, or something like that. And, and, uh, and, and, and so I want us to, to look at maybe the most important decision that we can make. And uh, I asked this last week, but I want to ask it again. What one thing, if changed, would make the biggest difference in your life? What one thing, if it changed, if it got better, 
one thing, just right away, what would make the biggest difference in your life? I want to help you see that today. I want to draw you into it. I want you to go after it. I want you to know uh, that your life matters, and, and my role as your pastor is to get in your corner and cheer you on. I want to, I want to help you. I want to cheer you on. And, and, but here's the truth. We all have one thing that if it changed, our life would be better. One thing that would change. Wouldn't you like to know what Paul's was when he was saying this one thing, I press on? And I'm going to give you some categories. I don't know if these are yours. Hopefully it'll spark some thinking in your habits. So what one thing? Let's look at, let's look at habits, my habits. What one thing? What, 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 what habit do I have that if I changed it, my life might be better? I mean, you know, how much better would your life be if you didn't drink too much? Somebody listening somewhere is going, I don't drink too much, but everybody around you is saying, yes, you do, yes, you do. How much better would your life, what about, what about it, how much better would my life be if, if I wasn't so mean? That caught a couple of us, didn't it? Yeah. You know, how, how much better would my life be if I just wasn't so mean? I mean, yeah, let me tell you, life is like an air conditioning system. If you're too hot, you adjust the thermostat. If people are treating you mean, start being nice, and eventually they're going to be nice back. What goes around comes around. We reap what we sow. How much better would your life be if maybe you dealt with your habits on the Internet? I know I'm stepping on toes now. You know, some people get on it. I mean, you know, it's like when the people my age discovered Facebook, all of a sudden they're on it for 15 hours a day. You know, I mean, it's just like it's a magnet. You go to the bathroom, you're looking at your Facebook. You're sitting at the table, you're looking at Facebook. I don't care what y'all are eating. Now, I do send texts sometimes when I'm eating something to certain people. That, Like, I sent some people some texts yesterday when I went to Marble Slab, my last two raw before the fast starts, all right? And, uh, oh, it was so good. The cone was warm. I mean, it was, you know, but, but how would your life be if your Internet habits changed or, or you quit looking at some of the stuff you're looking at uh, that you shouldn't be looking at? Or how, how would, what about gambling? Some people, like, they call it gaming, but it's gambling. It's sinful. What would that look like? Or maybe if you weren't using so many prescription meds. Or what would your life be like if you weren't using tobacco? You'd smell better. I mean, we know that. Your breath would be better. But what would, what would happen if, if maybe you quit doing it? You'd also have more money. Those, those things. I remember a guy said, I'm going to quit smoking when, when it goes past a dollar a pack. I think it's like way more than that now. But think about the habits in your life. What one habit would change your life? Look at relationships. Maybe my relationship. Some, are, some, some of us are in relationships that aren't good. You're in relationships that draw you away from the Lord. Uh, you know, you're, the Bible says don't partner with unbelievers. That's dating, that's working, that's, that's all of that. Why? Because you've got different value systems. Maybe you're in a compromising relationship with a coworker or somebody. Uh, you, need to, man, you need to get out of that. You need to end that. Maybe, maybe you're in a relationship that needs restoring. You've just grown, grown cold over time, and, and you need to make it stronger relationships are big. Another one might be my debts. Think about what if this year instead of getting in debt, you got out of debt, you know, that you started working, maybe using the debt snowball that Dave Ramsey talks about where you pay off the little debts first and you use what you're paying on the interest on that and, and you just keep paying off. What if you made a plan to do that? Here's one. What about my health? Maybe I need to eat different. I didn't get an amen out of that. Figured for surely, I need to eat different. Let me tell you, I was I, I need to eat more vegetables. I love vegetables. I don't know why I eat more. It's hard to find restaurants that serve them when you're eating out. Uh, but maybe I need to go to the gym more. You know, I told you I've I've shared my 
my Apple Watch with uh, several people on my exercise thing, and, and it's embarrassing to get beat by three women, you know, that are on there, and, and they taunt me, you know, and, and, uh, and so, you know, but, but it's holding me, let me tell you, it makes me get on the treadmill late at night sometime, you know, and uh, I expected one of them to get out of bed one night because I knew they were in bed already to, to catch up with me, but, you know, I mean, hey, maybe you need to do something, like something different, you know, our habits, it's our habits. I'm, I'm working out every day, and I'm walking every day, and, and I'm in the mornings I'm in, or sometimes late at night, and I'm trying to develop that into a habit. You know, in 21 days, that'll be a habit and to where it'll just keep going. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long time. Maybe some of us, you need to go to the doctor. Somebody told me one time I quit going to the doctor because he always tells me something's wrong with me, so I figure if I don't go, nothing's wrong. And, uh, you know, and so uh, maybe you need to go to the doctor and actually listen to him and do what he says, you know. Uh, I know people that go to the doctor and then don't do what they tell you to do. Or maybe your dreams. What are your dreams and goals? You know, what are your dreams and goals? You know, um, what are those? I don't, I don't know what that is for you, but uh, we want to we be in your corner. We want to help you find that one thing. Paul said, forgetting what's past, looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the end of the race. Now, here's the thing. We want to focus on that one thing. We're going to forget 2021. We're going to press on towards the goal. And, and I, want, I want you to see that. I want you to, to forget the past and look forward to what God has for you and to press on to the end of the race that God has put there so we can receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ is calling each one of us. We're, we have rewards in heaven. We have prizes in heaven that are going to be there when we get there. And so I'm praying that during this 21 days that God will speak to each one of you that, that are, as you're participating. And, and I hope this is stirring you to make 2022 your best year. And, uh, and, and so we want that to be your best year. Matter of fact, let me just pray. God, I just I feel compelled, Lord, to ask you right now that as we're looking at this, Lord, help us to put the past behind us. Last week we talked about past hurts, past successes, past History, God, help us to put all that behind us and focus on what you have for us. In Jesus' name. You might want to write this down. It's going to be on your screen. If you want to be successful in any part of your life, you cannot leave out God. If you want to have a successful work life, you can't leave God out. If you want to have a successful where you're raising your kids, you've got to have God's input. I need God in every part. You can't leave out God. If you've if you've lived a life without that relationship and dependence, you've discovered that your efforts just aren't quite enough, and it's frustrating. But there's something so available to us, so powerful, so energizing, that, that you, can't, you won't just be able to live a natural life, you'll be able to live a supernatural life, an abundant life, John calls it in John 10.10, 10, if you'll allow God to be part of every area of your life. And, it, and, and it's the kind of life that at some point you're going to look back at it, just like Pastor Kathy was telling you, and go, wow, look what God did. We were just going to eat, and God opened the door for that conversation, and we, we heard this lady talk, and, and we'll have other conversations with her. That's, that's why, you know, if, if you look in the Bible, we're going to look at a couple of things in the Bible, that if, if that one thing changed, you change the most. Look what David said, King David in Psalm 27, 4. He said, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most. Now, David's, David's the king. He's got everything. He's a, 
This is the one thing I want. He said, the one thing that I seek, and look what he says, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David said, I've got everything, but the one thing I want is the presence of God in my life. See, David had felt that presence before, and he'd felt it when it was gone. And David said, I want the presence of God in my life. Is that you this morning? Can you say that with David? Can you say, look, the one thing I want is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating on his temple. See, David, David had figured out that the closer he got to God, the better everything else was. Listen, the closer you get to God, the more you will be empowered to do all the things that are on your list. The closer you get to God, the more you're going to be empowered to do all those other things. You'll be better at work. You'll be better with your family. You'll be better... Uh, in your recreation, you're going to be better in how you eat and how you handle your life with the closer you get to the Lord. So my one thing this year is to simply get closer to the Lord. To get closer to the Lord. If you're serious about 2022 being the best year of your life, you've got to make it the best year of your life spiritually. And if you'll make it the best year of your life spiritually, I guarantee you it will be the best year of your life. So let's just see how close we can get to the Lord. There's a story from Jesus' life that illustrates this too. And it's in Luke 10. It's the story of Jesus going to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house. And and I'll, I'll read it. It says, And Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now I want you to notice a couple of things. Because Martha gets a bad rap in this story. I mean, she kind of made the wrong decisions. But look, it said Martha welcomed him into whose home? Her home. It was her house. She invited Jesus to come in. She initiated that. But then it goes on. It says her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. There's always one, isn't it? Getting out of the work, you know. And, uh, and Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. I mean, Mary, you know, Martha's doing, she's cooking a dinner. I mean, Jesus is here. It's going to be a good one. Uh, she's probably got some pecan pie and all that going. And I mean, it's good stuff, you know, and, and all that. And, and, and then Jesus answered her and said, My dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. And don't sometimes we do that? And he said, There's only one thing that's worth being concerned about. Mary's discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. There's only one thing needed. And he said, what's really needed is for Mary to sit at my feet and be with me. And what's needed for you is to get close to God so that all the other things on your paper will be accomplished. Listen, we want to help you get closer to the Lord. And there's some decisions we can make today that will help with that. Write these down. Number one, I have decided to make the most of the new year. We don't tend to do the new year like we used to. I used to hear a lot more people talking about resolutions. Of course, we never keep those resolutions. You know, I mean, anybody besides me, you've said, I'm going to fit back in my size 32s, you know. I mean, you know, that's, that's too many sizes. My leg won't fit in 32s, I mean, anymore. It's, uh, you know, but, but we, you know, we, we used to at least talk about that a lot. So I'm going to make the most of the new year. It gives you a fresh start. It's a new year. You can decide to change. I told guys... Uh, in my talk at the jail this, this past week, uh, the, the deputies, whatever your work history was last year, you can change it today. It's a new year. You can change it. It's a restart on your computer, and that's what it is. And, and, uh, and so 
We need to use that and utilize that. Now, Martha, she had Jesus in her house. How, how cool is that? She had Jesus in her house, but she was in the kitchen. Jesus is in the den, but Martha's in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Think about it. Jesus, some of y'all need to know Jesus is right here in front of you, and you're in the kitchen. Some of you are in the fellowship hall. You're in the corridors talking. I used to go to insurance conferences, and, and they would be guys out, out here talking in the hall, usually that didn't sell anything. And a person that made a million dollars is in there telling you how to do it. And they're out here, and listen, that happens here. People are in the hall talking instead of in here worshiping. This is where you need to be, at the foot of Jesus, in his presence in here. You, listen, you, you don't realize we live in a country that lets us come together and worship. We have what I think is a great church here. You've got the opportunities. Don't find yourself in the kitchen. Be right here in the presence of Jesus. Listen, we don't hold church services for you to sit out or stand out by the garbage cans or out front or sit in the hall or in the kitchen during service. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Get in here and worship. Lift your hands. Worship. Listen to the Word of God preaching. Paul said this, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. And then look what he says. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. That word opportunity in Greek is more of a window of opportunity. We have a window of opportunity here. We live in the greatest country that's ever been here, and we have freedom to worship. That can change. We found that out two years ago, didn't we? When they said, can't have church. Some states still tried to do that. Canada, they're arresting pastors for having church. We, live at, we have a window of opportunity. It could shut. We don't know. We have an opportunity of a new year. You've got, you know, we're hopefully going to put opportunities in front of you this year with small groups and some classes and stuff that we'll, we want you to take advantage of. Matter of fact, I'll give you this challenge. If you'll go all in, you'll come to church. You'll get in a group when we do groups. If you'll do everything we're asking you to do, you won't be in the same place this time next year as you are now. And, and, and just say, I'm going to go all in with Jesus. I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the word every day. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going, to, I'm going to be in his presence. Do that. Listen, we're just a step away from having the best year we could possibly have. I want you to write this down. And, and, uh, and it says, I've decided that 2022 will be the best year of my life because it's going to be the best year of my life spiritually. I'm going to get closer to Jesus than ever before. Listen. When your spirit man, when your spirit is dominating your life instead of your flesh, you will have the best life possible. You can't help it because we're spiritual beings with a body. We're not bodies that have a spirit. We are who you are is a spiritual being with a body. And we've got to let that spirit man uh, do that. Second decision is I've decided to get rid of every distraction. Write that one down. Every distraction. If you're distracted by... You know, I read my Bible on my, on my computer every morning, uh, and I, I've got a program, and so I've got my daily readings, uh, and, and sometimes I'll put it on focus where nothing pops up. But if you're one of these that if something pops up, you can't then get you a paper Bible and read it and, uh, and do it that way. I, I, but I'm going to get rid of every distraction. I'm going to do what Martha should have done. See, Martha was distracted. She missed her opportunity. She thought cooking for Jesus was the most important thing, but being with Jesus was the most important thing. 
Have you ever noticed that the devil will use good things? Now, cooking Jesus a good meal, that's a great honor. That's a good thing. But sitting at his feet, Jesus said it's even better. And the devil will use something good to distract us from the one thing that God wants you to do. Social media. He'll use social media to keep you from reading the word. Uh, he'll use social media to keep you from, from witnessing to people or, or interacting with people. Folks, let me tell you, Facebook friends are not your friends. People that you look at and talk to and have coffee with, those are your friends. Though we need relationships. Social media is not bad until it takes over. Uh, you know, another one that can be a distraction. At 325 today, what happens? The Saints play the Falcons, all right? That can be a distraction. Nothing wrong with the Saints, unless I'm skipping church to go to the Saints game. Unless I'm skipping the presence of God. To be, let me tell you, but long before I went into ministry, I never went to a Saints game where I was at the first quarter of a game because I'd go out to my church and I'd go out to eat with people uh, from that church because being in the presence of God, and the Saints were terrible then too, but I'd have done it if there was a Super Bowl run. But... Being in God's presence, hearing God's word was better for me than going to the Saints game. I never saw the kickoff of a Saints game unless it was a night game or something. And, uh, and so you get rid of those distractions. Wednesday night meals can be a distraction. Let me tell you something. We do those meals to get people in here. That's the only reason we offer a meal on Wednesday night. And if it stops doing that, we'll stop doing that. The meals aren't the purpose. Getting in the presence of God is the purpose. See, we want you in here. That's why we're going to stop serving at 10 till so the servers can get stuff put away and be in here for worship. They don't need to be in the kitchen when Jesus is right here. They need to be at the foot of, of, the, foot of the cross, at the foot of Jesus. We don't need to have people in the halls eating and doing all. We, we do that to get you in here, to make it easier so you don't have to go home and cook. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that slows us down. Every weight, whatever that weight is. It could be an activity. It could be activities with my children. It could be whatever it is. Get rid of those things and get rid of the sin that trips us up and let's run the race with endurance that God has set before us. To get rid of anything that distracts you. That's what we want to do during this 21 days of prayer and fasting is get rid of the distractions. And in 21 days, as you spend more time in prayer and, and, and Bible reading and, and stuff, you're going to develop a habit. And, and, uh, and so, you know, and, and fasting is simply this, finding the thing that distracts you the most and saying, God, I love this, but I'm going to give it up for these 21 days because I love you more. Whatever it is, if it's Facebook, if it's a, if it's a hobby or whatever it is, and there are several types of fast. I went over those. There's the full fast, the partial fast, the Daniel fast. Where you, uh, The Daniel fast is taking meats, sweets, and breads away. Daniel diet includes meats. A soul fast where you're getting rid of social media. Custom fast, just whatever distracts you the most. You, you give that to the Lord for 21 days. Here's the thing. You've got to make the choice to stop cooking. Jesus is in your house. He's in your house. You've got to get out of the kitchen and get at his feet at least for 21 days. And, uh, and so I've decided. I've decided this, and you, it's in your notes, but we'll leave it up for a minute. I've decided this, that I'm not going to let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what means everything. That needs to be on the screen, guys. 
I'm not gonna, I've decided I'm not going to let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what means everything. I'm not going to let going to the movies or watching movies. I'm not going to let Saints games. I'm not going to let social media. I, I have decided that I'm not going to let things that don't mean anything ultimately mean nothing, uh, that ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what means everything in my life. I've decided. Come on, everybody. I've decided. Say it. I've decided. Number three, I've decided I'm going to prioritize the presence of Jesus in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to prioritize the presence of Jesus in my life. I, I'm going to come to church on Sunday. Y'all are going, well, you have to. We pay you to do that. Well, you know, some of y'all need to say, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to participate. When Steve and Chrissy and the band and all the worship teams up here singing their hearts out. Well, raise my hands. That's all right to do. You can start here. You know, or do it this way. You know, it's all right to clap. I'm going to participate. Maybe I'm going to sing. Look, I tell people all the time, nobody's going to sing worse than me. All together, we sound pretty good. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to participate. I'm going to, guess what? I'm going to serve God on Monday morning when I go to work. Maybe that's a decision you need to make. I'm going to live my life with a, as a God-first kind of life. I'm going to put Jesus at the center. He's going to be the hub. Like if, if my life is a wheel and, and different areas of my life are the spokes, Jesus is the hub of that wheel. For 21 days, I'm going to pray first. I tried to find these little bracelets that would say pray first, but nobody can make them custom for me quickly anyway. I'm going to pray first. Before I post something on the internet, I'm going to pray first. Before I say something, I'm going to pray first. You know, I'm, before I make a big decision, I'm going to pray first. Don't let, don't let prayer be your last resort. Let it be your first thing that you do. Listen, Jesus is in your house. Don't get caught in the kitchen. Don't get caught in the kitchen. See, Paul actually, you know, tells us what his one thing was. In verse, verse uh, 7 and 8, he said, I once thought these things were valuable. What did Paul think was valuable education he's an educated Jew wealth killing Christians he thought that was valuable keeping the law all those things he said I once thought these things were valuable for us it might be shopping it might be making sure your kids are involved in all the sports it might be you know he in, in uh, relationships maybe it's, it's relationships kids activities you got to go to every kid's activity I limited mine to one activity at a time. But then he says this, I once thought those things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Listen, you, Paul prioritized the presence of Jesus in his life. You and me need to do that as well. I, there's a... Uh, uh, some people we know that this couple, they would, they would make sure their children were, man, they played ball games and they'd skip church on Sundays and Wednesdays and, because they were involved in stuff with their kids. And then one kid started getting in trouble, drug addiction, going to jail, and then he overdosed on drugs. You see, you got to put Jesus, they never brought the kids to youth group, never made them, Get involved. Your kids, all those children that walked out of here, that's the best thing you can do for your kids and grandkids is get them in church. This family didn't do that, and they lost their son. 
Paul said, everything else is worthless. All that stuff is worthless when compared to knowing Jesus. I tell you, if there's nothing we do but get those kids out there knowing Jesus and growing up with Jesus in their life and never going through some of the stuff some of us have been through, we did our job. We want to know Jesus. Paul prioritized the presence of Jesus. We need to do it right. Look, Mary had it right. Mary had it right. You need to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. I think when you, when you realize that, when you realize that Jesus is in your house and you go and get at his feet, when, and, and, and Jesus is the priority. Listen, when Jesus comes to your house, fixing him a sandwich isn't the priority. Listening to what he's got to tell you is the priority. Being in his presence is the priority. And when you realize that, your life will change for the better. It'll be more exciting. It'll be more adventure than you ever thought. And so for the next 21 days, I'm urging you, as your pastor, as your friend, consider everything else as unimportant. Consider it as garbage. Put Jesus first. Prioritize the presence of Jesus in your life. I want you to bow your heads. I know there may be somebody here. There may be somebody watching. 